we hear again these words from our gospel reading. And Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tins here, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. With the popularity of social media these days, we are inundated with pictures. Most of these pictures probably are taken with our cell phone, of course, with hundreds of pictures stored. In that effort to get the perfect picture, there are tons of pictures of the same image. Each one may be a little different. An imperfection here or there but one which actually is the perfect shot, trying to capture the moment that brought us joy. We want a good picture. No, we want the perfect picture. So we take lots of pictures that we might finally achieve the perfect one. Everyone's smiling, everyone's eyes opening, everyone happy. We then oftentimes show off the picture on social media, and of course, the comments start rolling in. What a great picture. Look how happy everyone is. So happy for you. But we know the truth. We know that the life methodically captured on our cell phones and then selectively posted on social media is not usually as the picture shows. We know of the tons of deleted pictures with the eyes closed, grandma's smile awkward, kids are screaming, etc., etc. But more than that, we know the life in the picture is full of challenges. We know that life is hard. So we take pictures of the happy times because we want them to last forever. You see, we'd like to freeze time and stay there. Now, have you ever noticed that no one ever attempts to take the perfect picture and post that on social media of one dying or at a funeral? No one wants to remember those moments. No one wants to remember the suffering, loss, and death. You see, it's because we really want to remember the happy times, the times when the glory of life shines through the suffering and sadness. We want to stay in that moment where the pictures show no suffering, no sadness. So then, Peter really makes a lot of sense in today's gospel lesson on the transfiguration of our Lord. Now let me explain. Jesus takes Peter, James, and John to the top of a high mountain. And here Jesus was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothing became white as light. Not only that, Moses and Elijah appear and are talking with Jesus. 
Standing there is Moses, the great lawgiver and mediator of Israel, who died, but whose grave no one has ever found. Deuteronomy 34. With Moses is the great prophet Elijah, who never died, but was caught up to heaven in a chariot of fire, while Elijah looked on in amazement. 2 Kings 2. You see, these two are talking with the one shining in splendor, who is immeasurably greater than they are. And then Matthew tells us that Peter interrupts. Peter says, Lord, it is good that we are here. Uninvited, Peter declares that the experience that he and the sons of Zebedee, James and John, are having is a blessing. On that mountaintop, heaven was unzipped, and Jesus stood there in dazzling glory, talking with Moses and Elijah. What a good picture. No, what a great picture. No suffering, no sadness, all glory. Peter further adds, if you wish, I will make three tins here, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. Let's freeze time. Let's stay here. Now, the context um, here is helpful as to what Peter is really thinking. Now, just prior to the transfiguration of our Lord in Matthew, Jesus has a very painful conversation with his disciples where he tells them that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised from the dead. Peter then tells us, or Matthew then tells us that Peter rebukes Jesus by saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall never happen to you. And then Jesus responds to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. You see, dear people, Peter didn't want Jesus to suffer and to die. That is not how our Savior acts. They don't get killed. They do the killing. Then Jesus follows up with his disciples and says this, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Matthew 16. Now, Peter is there up on the mountaintop in a picture-perfect glory, and Jesus is talking to Moses and Elijah about his departure, his upcoming death, as recorded in Luke. So Peter understandingly says, let's stay here. Down the mountain is the cross and all the trials of life. 
Jesus, let's stay up here. Like Peter, we want life in glory up on the mountain also. No cross for Jesus or for us, please. In our sinful flesh, we think we know better than God. We have a better plan for us, for us, and for Jesus. You see, in our sinful flesh, if we had it our way, we'd have Jesus in his uncrucified glory. Now that's the kind of thing that we take pictures of. We oftentimes want a Jesus who can fix everything without the cross. A worldly power Jesus. A Jesus who can end hunger and poverty. A Jesus who squashes the enemy and brings world peace. A Jesus who would set up a drive-through medical clinic who would bring healing to us every time we get sick. But Jesus is not in the business of solving human political problems or in the Band-Aid business. Jesus is in the cross and the dying business. Staying on the mountaintop glory and avoiding the cross will not fix our real problems or cure our real life, which is behind the scene, not in the picture, brokenness. Your Jesus comes off the mountain because you live off the mountain. He walks into your behind-the-picture realities of life. He comes into your suffering and your loss. Off the glorious mountain and to the cross so that he would be with you as you daily bear your cross and then on the last day forever takes that cross you bear away from you. While Peter is suggesting that he sets up tents for Jesus, Moses, and Elijah, our text tells us he, meaning Peter, was still speaking when, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the clouds said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell on their faces and were terrified. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise and have no fear. And when they lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. After Moses and Elijah left, the power cloud of glory faded and the booming voice of God stopped echoing. And they looked up and saw Jesus alone. Only Jesus. Not the shining Jesus of power, but Jesus only. The one who comes in weakness of our human flesh, who is spat upon and mocked, who is shamed and beaten, crucified and died. 
all for you. Jesus only. Jesus wants to be with you. So he comes down into your life where there is sickness and death, pain and suffering, fear and loneliness. And the comfort of the sinner is grace. It's our Lord's justification of the sinner. That grace is everything. That grace is the power unto salvation. It is the power of the resurrection of the body. It is the power of eternal life. And the Lord gives it to us. But our Lord makes that power full, brings it to its full completion, and makes it perfect in weakness. But like Peter, we want Jesus in glory, who does things our way, who shows love to us on our terms, who avoids his cross and ends my crosses, or else we just end Uh, tend uh, to stop loving him. Thanks be to God, he loves us more than that. More than how we think he should love us and more than we deserve. He doesn't stop loving us. Our Lord gives us not what we want whenever we want. And that's not love, as every parent knows. He gives what he knows to be best For you. And he loves most fully by dying for you and your children. God loves you because Jesus died, no matter the crosses you are facing and the crosses that come to your loved ones. When life seems unglorious in those moments, we don't want to capture in pictures. His glory is not gone, it is hidden in the lowliness of Jesus. His love is not far off. It is found on the cross for you. This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to Him. Hear Jesus, who forgives your sins, covers your shame, and has promised to be with you always, even and especially and glory is hidden. Life is not lived in the perfect pictures or mountaintop moments of glory. Like Peter, we might want to freeze the good times, but you all and we all know that we cannot do that. But your peace is not found on the mountaintop anyway. Your peace is that God has come down and dwells with you. Jesus does not stay far off in glory, but brings his glory into your life and walks with you. We daily bear our crosses, but not alone. He named us in baptism and dwells with us always. In his cross, the Lord won salvation for the world, and he remains with you in your crosses, working them for good. May he grant us strength and faith in our times of trial when the cross is hard to bear, that we would listen to his word of gospel and find our peace in Jesus alone.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.